only got a call. Well, to say he wasn't expecting it wasn't wouldn't be quite right. You see, Ollie was watching the news, and he was watching the same thing that everyone else was watching, because a giant, and I mean giant, gummy bear, a giant living gummy bear, was stomping around north of the city. Just stomping around. It didn't. It wasn't clear if it was intelligent, if it knew what it was doing, if it was just... Just, it, it was weird. It was definitely moving, though. That much was clear. It was up and around, and it wasn't shaped exactly like a normal gummy bear like you'd see in the store, because it had, its feet were, its legs were longer, and you could actually walk on them, you know? It wasn't just a nub sticking out the bottom. They, they had, you know, they hadn't gotten that close because they were afraid of it. They'd flown some helicopters kind of nearby, they were trying to see if there was, you know, some kind of control room, like it was a giant robot or something. Um, but they hadn't really, they couldn't see well enough, you know, because gummy bears, they're not transparent, exactly. You can kind of see through them, but it's a lot of diffraction and scattering inside. You may ask, though, how did they know that it was gummy material? Well because of a few very brave and a few very unlucky people who ended up right next to it. Uh, they weren't really sure where it came from, but there are a few people that had been kind of nearby, especially before it really started moving around a lot. At first it was just kind of standing there and like looking around. And so some people went up and like poked at it. And one kind of crazy person took a knife and and cut a little piece off because he said this looks like it looks like a giant gummy bear. I've got to know. And so yeah, he took a little knife and he cut off a piece and bit into it. And I said, yeah, this is this is gummy bear. Not long after that, the monster started walking around. Maybe it felt that little cut or something. So yeah, Ollie was watching the news, because everybody was watching the news, because this is the craziest thing anybody had ever seen. But he didn't expect himself to get involved in it. And so when the phone rang, he answered it, not thinking much of it. He said, Ollie, this is Ollie the octopus. I said, oh, yeah, uh, this is Ollie. Ollie, my name is General Hatchkey. I'm with the U.S. Army. I said, okay, uh, what can I do for you, General Hatchkey? Like, we need you up here. We need your help to figure out this gummy bear situation. And I said, oh, uh, I mean, sh sure, yeah, where, where do you want me to come? And there'll be a car outside your apartment building in five minutes. I said, okay, um, do you want me to bring anything? I said, bring whatever you think will help you figure out what this thing is and how to stop it. And thank you, Ollie. I said, yeah, sure, I'll be ready. So I thought about it for a second. I said, what do I need to know to figure out how to stop a giant rampaging gummy bear?
That's an interesting idea, but no. He did. He did bring a cooking knife. Might be a good sharp one that he'd sharpened recently. But then the other thing that he grabbed was a book that he had. It was a big book about the science of cooking, the science of food. And I bet there'll be something in here about gummies. So he grabbed those two things, made himself a travel cup of coffee, and went downstairs. And by the time he got out there, a, a military car pulled up. And military? Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was just a sedan. It was just like a, you know, Toyota Corolla or something. Um, but it had military insignias on it, and two soldiers were driving it. Well, I mean, one soldier was driving it, the other one was riding. And the soldiers got out and said, you must be all the octopus. And I said, yes, I am. Uh, you're here to take me up to the gummy bear. And I said, yes, sir, that's right. If you could please get in the back, we need to get moving. And I said, okay, I'm ready. And he hopped in the back. And I started driving. And I said, so do you have any other information that I should know before I start, you know, research? The soldier said, no, sir, our orders were to come and get you. Um, have you been watching the news? I said, yes, I have. So then, yeah, you know everything that we too know. But some of the folks up there dealing with the situation more directly have some more information. I said, all right. I'm going to do some research here then. I said, all right. Oh, it's, uh, by the way, we've, we've both read about your adventures and it's, uh, it's pretty cool to meet you, sir. I said, oh, that's nice of you to say. It's, it's an honor to meet you, too. What are your names? I said, uh, my name's Jim Wilson. And the other one said, oh, my name's Ezra Nelson. I said, all right, well, Jim, Ezra, nice to meet you. Call me anytime. So now I started reading. It flipped into the index of his book which is a big textbook. It was like, you know the joy of cooking that I have, Elsa? Mm -hmm. It was maybe half again, as big as that, but red. But it wasn't a cookbook. It was all about the science of different types of food and cooking techniques and things like that. So he looked up G-U-M for gum in the back. There was chewing gum, and then there was gummy candies. And he found the entry on gummy candies. And, um, yeah, they started reading. And as they were reading, they drove up. And I'll tell you, man, before you could even get out of the city all the way, you could start to see this, this monster. Uh, it was wild. So all I kept reading and reading and reading. What he said, learned was that the most gummies are made, it's just like a really thick jello. Um, and so he was thinking about that and how to, you know, break down a really big jello gummy. And so I was reading all about 
gelatin and jello and gummy treats, how they're made. And he, kept, he came across something that he made him stop. It said, it is very difficult to make jello treats and things made from gelatin with pineapple flavor because pineapple contains natural enzymes that break down and prevent the formation of gelatin. So if you want to make a pineapple-flavored gelatin, you need to first process the pineapple juice or pineapple pieces quite thoroughly in order to denature the proteins. Otherwise, your jello will not form. And I read that and read it again. And read it a third time. And then he said, guys, we need to stop for some supplies on the way up. I said, okay, what do we need? I said, we need to get to a grocery store and buy as many pineapples and fresh pineapple juice as they have. I said, pineapples? I said, pineapples. I said, all right. Uh, there's a grocery store half a mile up the road if we switch over from Charles Street to York Road. So we're going to do that now. So they went over, and there's a grocery store. It's like a Mars grocery. And all three of them went in, and they bought every pineapple on the shelf, which was, in this case, 15 pineapples. And then they found pineapple juice. They're looking at it, and I said, it needs to be fresh. If it's not fresh, it won't be any good, because if it's been pasteurized, it won't have what we need. So they did find... 10 bottles of fresh pineapple juice. They took all that to the countertop, or the um, cash register, and the cashier was like, whoa, what do you guys need all these pineapples for? And I said, we're going to try and beat that gummy monster that's stomping all over Towson. I said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I said, wait, it does? I said, yeah, man. Pineapple and gelatin don't mix. If you put pineapple in your jello, it doesn't form upright. So, yeah, man, good luck. As they walked into the back to the car, I said, Well, that was very affirming to have the grocery store person think that this is a good idea. And the soldier said, Yeah, I think it's a good idea too, man. Let's get it, let's get it up there. I said, Okay, now, guys, I do have a question for you now. I said, Yeah, what's up, sir? I said, well, I was able to figure out some stuff about the chemistry of this, but I need you to help me think about how we're going to hit the gummy bear monster with this pineapple juice. And we need to think about the fact that it might not be enough. So we've got to use, you know, what we have strategically. And soldiers says, well, if it works, sir, we can have soldiers fan out and get all the pineapples and pineapple juice they can in the area. I said, good point. Good point. But where should we start? So just as well. We can see if the helicopter feels brave enough to get close to the head. And then if we dumped, if we'd collected all the pineapple juice into like a five-gallon bucket, and we got close enough and we're careful about the wind, we could potentially dump the pineapple juice on the thing's head, and that would give it maximum exposure. 
And I said, all right, sounds like a pretty good plan. Do you want to radio ahead to the helicopter pilot and see if he thinks he can get close enough to pull that off? So they did, and the helicopter pilot was willing to try. And when they got there, well, they briefed the general on the plan, and the general thought it was probably a pretty good plan. But he said, you know what? I got a better idea, though. We use the bucket. But in addition to the bucket, we're going to put it in an untied plastic trash bag. And I want you to toss the trash bag at it. Otherwise, I'm afraid that the pineapple juice is just going to blow in the wind. The trash bag will hit it and it'll drain out of the trash bag. I said, all right, that's a good plan. Then we can figure out how we can use these pineapples. And the general says, ah, I've got an idea about that. You let me figure out the pineapples. And uh, you see how this pineapple juice thing works. So all I worked with the soldiers and the helicopter pilot, and they got the pineapple juice all poured into a loose trash bag in this bucket. And the soldier said, all right, let's get us up there. We'll take care of, you know, tossing the bag at the monster. Oh, you just make sure you tell us what, you know, where and when. Meanwhile, down on the ground, the general was working with some people there at the fairgrounds. It's going to sound nuts, but the, what they were doing is they had at the fairgrounds there had been a demonstration of some medieval technology. It had been kind of like a Renaissance festival, but smaller. And they had there a trebuchet, which is sort of like a catapult. The general had gone to them and said, hey, you guys, can you really make that trebuchet work? The guy said, yeah, yeah, we've been, yeah. I mean, honestly, I practice this thing on my farm at home. It's, I'm pretty good with it. Did you think you can hit the gummy bear monster? And their eyes lit up. Yeah, I know I can. And all right. Well, I'm going to bring you a bunch of pineapples. Pineapples? Yeah. I want you to try and sink these pineapples into that gummy bear. I said, all right. Yes, sir. We'll get right to it. And the general said, but look. There's a chance that whatever it is, is intelligent enough. It may be able to tell where the pineapples are coming from and not like it. If it starts to turn and come your way and charge you, don't try to be a hero. Run away. Get in your car. Hide somewhere. I'm not sure the pineapple thing is working. I don't want you to risk your life to try it. So they started flinging pineapples. And they would uh, they'd cut them open so that the juices were, you know, exposed. Well, they didn't cut them open, but they, like, cut off some of the skin. And the first couple of them just kind of bounced off, but then they got the, uh, the settings adjusted a little bit. And it also had warmed up that day, so the computer had gotten a little softer. So they started sticking into it. And about that time, Ollie and their soldiers had gotten up above the gummy bear. Um... And I said, all right, I think well, as long as we're right over top, the wind's pretty low. I think if you drop it now, it should be effective. Well, 
I should get the get it with pineapple juice anyway. We'll see if it's effective. The soldiers lifted the bag out of the out of the bucket and they just let the bucket fall. And then they tossed the bag down onto the gummy monster's head and it was a perfect hit. It hit the gummy's head and the pineapple juice splooshed over its head, splashing kind of down its face. And the monster was not happy. It turned up toward the helicopter and roared, but its arms weren't long enough to get above its head, so it didn't, couldn't really do anything. Nonetheless, the helicopter pilot pulled up and away. But they could watch. It was working. It was working. The head started to melt away into a big gooey mess as the pineapple juice melted away the gelatin. They radioed the general, and the general was cheering, and they, they radioed over to the guys with the pineapples. Said, How's the guy going over there, guys? Said, yeah, we're, they're sticking in. They're penetrating into the, into the gummy bear thing. And yeah, I don't know if it's doing anything, but it's definitely working as far as getting the gum, pineapples into the gummy bear. So they kept at it. And the general had his other soldiers go and get more pineapple juice and more pineapples, and they just kept flinging pineapple juice and pineapples at him. And it took a while, and the monster was freaking out because it was being dissolved. Until it got right about to the level of the neck. Because when that started melting away, there was a little a metal box. And from there you could start to see some wires coming out. Cameras. Controls. And they said, aha, there. It's a control room. It's a robot. It's been a robot this whole time. And with that, they knew that what they needed to do. So they poured more pineapple juice on it. And they used some ballistics. They started firing into the area with explosives, the area that the pineapple, the pineapple bombardiers had kind of softened up. Now that they knew what they were facing, they knew how to take it down. They started blowing off chunks left and right. And they were trying to weaken the arms. Pretty soon a lot of the material on the arms was blown away between the pineapple juice and the... Uh, they were using some cannons, basically. And then the general said, All right, I've got good news. I said, What? Have you ever read about these infrared heat guns that the Navy's working on? I said, yeah. Do we have one here? And the general smiled. I said, just came here from, from uh, what's it called? Aberdeen. Just pulling up, here it is now. And this big truck came up. It's this big, crazy-looking gun. And then I said, all right, point it right there at the neck. You see that shiny metal object? I said, yeah. Said, Fire it up, and there's this big, crazy hum. This big little laser started firing right at that metal thing. And the gummy around it melted. Before long, a hatch popped open, and a white cloth was flopping over the top. It said, cease fire, cease fire. It's surrendering. Well, they got, there was a little guy inside the gummy machine. And he was surrendering now. 
So they made him kneel the gummy bear down. Get himself out. Said, whatever you get out of that thing, get out of it now. So he had the, the gummy bear kind of laid down on the ground. That's how he got in and out. So it was badly damaged, so it kind of fell, but he survived. And Ollie ran up to him and said, all right, what in the Sam Hill are you doing? The guy said, ah. I had to test out my gummy technology. I made a more powerful gummy than anyone ever made before. And it all would have been fine if it hadn't been for you and your stupid pineapples. I said, well, then I'm glad I was here. Your reign of gooey, sticky terror is over. And that was the case of Ollie and the giant gummy.